I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just love doing that sometimes. I don't know. It's just so much fun. What's going on, y'all? It's another motherfucking episode of The Rewind with your boy PJ. What is going on, y'all? You know, I ain't talked to you in a hot little minute, you know. What's the, what's going on? Fill me in. I feel like I'll be forgetting how I record these, but... The last episode you probably heard was the one with um, Sharif, you know, a special guest. And thank him again for coming on because, Sharif, thank you. Because that was a great conversation. I love conversations like that. And it was a little, I was a little nervous. And I'm going to be real because, again, like I told him, sometimes when it comes to mixed people, I just don't see it. And it was great to express to someone who is, you know, said person or said group that I may not uh see see it for and to have him understand where I'm coming from and then also like ask me questions and you know stuff like that. I I think that that really I think the conversation what I got from that conversation was, you know, everybody's experience is different. But just don't try to discredit anybody else's because it wasn't yours. And that's for real, some real shit I'm trying to learn. Because I'll be just like, sometimes I'll be like, girl, I, I can't fuck with you because you, you ain't really about it. But it's just like, they don't have to be. They don't have to be. But then I'm also just learning on some real shit. And I don't think this is a bad thing for me personally. Yes, different people, different folks, different strokes. Not to say I like play with you, but like I got to learn you can come with me here. You can come with me here. You can come with me there. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I feel like that's that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was a great conversation. I hope y'all really enjoy that. I was nervous too. Because you know, he is such a man to, who truly understand words and the power of words. So I just like, oh my God, I don't want to sound stupid. But you know, sometimes, you know, you got to sound stupid because that's how you learn. Okay. But that was a great conversation. I enjoyed that a lot. I definitely want to have a few more guests on, you know, just to um, showcase the the talents here in Chicago, the different voices. I'm really excited for my next guest I'm going to have on, but you know, I ain't really going to say nothing. But yeah, I ain't been doing too much of nothing. It's still winter time in this motherfucking Chicago. But what they said, the ground, the woodchuck, what the fuck is it? The, um, you know what I'm talking about. The, the little rat, the little, the, um, the woodchuck, the, nah, what's that called? Um, Fuck the groundhog, the groundhog. I could not get that shit out. They said the little groundhog did not. Okay, I repeat, did not see its shadow. So that means spring is coming early. And because the other day, um, it was, I think it hit sixty. I think it hit sixty. I can't wait because I just, oh, uh, uh, I, I think this year. So I, I've always thought the seasonal depression thing was real. I think this year I truly understood it, but was able to like work through it. Whereas the other years I feel like I understood it, but was just like, well, here it come. Whereas now I'm like, okay, 
I think I'm figuring out how to navigate this because that season of depression is real, y'all. And I think it's one of those things, if you living in a place like Chicago, it's just not going to go away. You just got to learn how to navigate. It's going to take a hot little minute, but you will learn. So, yes, I'm so excited for that. But, yeah, let's move on to the five fingers. Oh, also, before I go on, I did want to check myself about something I said. I feel like in not the last episode, but the one before when I was talking about the trans actress, I forgot her name, who was in 13 Reasons Why, who was who got uh, misgendered by the Delta worker. Because I felt I was listening back to that and it made it seem like I said, like, you know, white trans people, your issues don't matter. That is not what I was uh, implying at all. And if it did, I apologize for that because I was listening to that. And I was like, mm, that could sound a little weird. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to, like, first and foremost, say that. But I think what I was re uh what I was really just trying to get at was that I think what I was trying to get at was that, you know, I understand that was re- really frustrating, but the person was trying to wrong their right and then instead of you saying like, okay, like situation over, you wanted to just fight about it. And I honestly feel that sometimes uh white people who do belong to certain groups, whether it's like women or uh queer people your fight is not always the same fight as the um, black and brown people in that same group. And, you know, that's just, it is what it is, because it's just harder to be black or brown in this country. So, um, shit, in this world. So, yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, Not that I was saying, like, your issues don't matter. So, yes, I wanted to move on to the five-finger section where, you know, I like to slap a bitch. I, I had only one... And honestly, now that I think about it, too, I feel like this could be a two-in-one. So, the first one, oh, I hate to do this, oh, Lord. But that was just so dumb. The first one, I'm going to give it to um, this woman by the name of Nina Dennison. I'm sorry, baby. She was a principal of Washington Elementary in San Gabriel. She decided to have a unauthorized shooter drill where she went around using her gun, using her finger as a gun and was saying like bang to when she uh, shot the students and was saying like you're dead. And apparently she also as well, what did it say here? She also told, made the announcement that that some of the kids had died, which wasn't true. And I'm just like... Oh, lady, what's going on? And, you know, they I think she just got that job in the fall. I, and it's a black woman. That's why I was like, I had to get five fingers. But I'm just like, what the fuck is going Why would you do that? So, yeah, five fingers to you, Miss Dennison. That was great. The principal. The principal. That is what you thought to do, a drill. But then, you know what I started to think about? Yes, I'm going to give her five fingers, but I also just want to give five fingers to, I guess, you know, the government in general. Because at the end of the day, I feel like it's crazy that instead of fire drills, we now have to add active shooter drills to our list of drills to have. And I think it's crazy because that could be avoided by if y'all had some more regulation when it got to these damn guns. Because everybody shouldn't just be able to pick up one like this. And also, if you train these police to do what they needed to do in these type of situations. Because I remember there was a school shooting where the police should have went in when they was 
damn near chilling. Okay, I forgot which one that was, but I remember that's what made that one significant. So, yeah, five fingers, two in one, bloom, boom, you know, because oh, I just, I just feel, I'm, I'm, I just feel so bad for the kids these days. It's just like it's just, it's just so much going on around them. I feel and. That's why I am glad, you know, shout out to my friend Michelle, who started the Corner Store, an organization that focuses on bringing mental health resources to underserved youth in black and brown areas, because these kids are going through and they need somebody to talk to about, talk to about it. And I am glad that we have organizations like that, that she put together to help, because I just hear about everything that be going on in these schools these days. And I'm like, what the devil? What in the world? But, yeah, it was just, that's all I had with that one. You know what I'm saying? Now, on to, you know, one of our newest segments I like to call PJ's Point, where I'm not trying to teach and I'm not trying to preach, but I am trying to reach out to somebody and just speak a little life into them, okay? Just a little bit. Honestly, this is going to be super simple, but like, it's just sometimes need to be said because you don't do it enough. Stop and breathe. For real, for real. I know that, again, it sounds so simple. Take the time to stop and breathe. I feel like we just in this just fast paced world where everything is just going so fast and I I feel like we always have to be on, on all the time. But it's like there are times that you have to stop, maybe, you know, pause or even do a whole reset. And that is OK if that needs to happen in like your everyday to day life. The other day, I just felt myself at work just needing to pause because it was just a lot going on. I was a little stressed and like I just needed to gather my thoughts. And I was just like. Okay, PJ, just pause. Don't get mad. Because that's the thing. We, I'm trying to do this thing where I just don't get frustrated or agitated. Again, I, your emotions are your emotions. But I'm trying to just really, instead of like when I feel myself getting angry. Because I don't know about y'all, but I can really feel that. I kind of, I feel anger in my, where does my anger live when it starts to like when I feel it festering, like I feel it in like my chest and like my stomach. It's like in that little area for me. So like that's my center. And and when I feel it in there, it doesn't feel good. So I have to really stop and pause. That's another thing I I have been paying attention to how emotions play a part with my body. Cause at the end of the day, like you feel you when you go through certain when you go through certain emotions, you feel that within your body. And I'm starting to pay more attention to that. So I noticed that when I start to get a little frustrated, when I get a little mad, it, it definitely, you know, starts to get something in my center. It just it feels tight. Like I'm getting ready to like do a quick movement or something. Like I wanna say like pounce almost, you know? But Instead of letting that continuing to, you know, develop in, I took a moment, drank some water, went to the bathroom, 
stopped, breathed, and just went back to it. And I was like, wow, how helpful was that? So I say all that to say, y'all, just stop and breathe sometimes. Take a squig of water, you know, and understand some real shit. If you got stuck, oh, I cussed, and I was about to say pray. <laughs> well, on some real stuff. If you need to go like somewhere and pray, meditate a little bit, say a little affirmation, do that too. But take, stop and breathe. Stop, especially for those of us that work those fast paced lives. I mean, that work those fast paced jobs and, you know, do a lot within their lives. Stop and breathe, baby. You know what I'm saying? Um, because at the end of the day, you know, you start to feel that stuff physically. And I feel like that's, that also what, what is what creates injury and things like that because you tense in all these places which is just making your body just easy for injury so stop and breathe take your time drink some water pop a mint in you know what i'm saying chew some gum do that all right now you know i didn't put anything down for the home going section today so you know, if you have a loved one or a family friend or somebody like that who's moved on in your life, you know, sending you healing energy. Because, again, uh, death is a concept where like it's like we all know. And, like, of course, at a certain point you get used to it. But you still do not get used to it. I don't know. Or maybe maybe I'm just not at the point where, huh, don't get me to thinking, girl. Look, I'm like, or maybe I'm just not at that point where I'm excited. It's like, I know, like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> okay, stop. I just stressed myself out. Stop. Breathe. See? Okay. Just did it there. Wow. What a baddie. But yeah, nothing in the home going section. But I do want to, however, go on to WWYD. What would you do? Okay. Now, this one, honestly... Not even that bad as the last one to me. This one is, I don't know. It's not, it's not the words. I've seen worse. And it was, uh, I saw a post from Neighborhood Talk and this girl tweeted about she walked in and she saw her roommate washing her hair in the kitchen sink. And, you know, the question was, what would you do? Now, I was thinking because I was reading the comments and real talk, People do wash their hair in the kitchen sink. Yes. But I think for me, because that's what people are justifying saying. But I think for me is, look, when you have a roommate, it's just certain shit you can't do. That to me is one of them. We are sharing this space. We are sharing this sink where both of our dishes go. And here's the tea. Well, unless they know each other like that, you don't know if that person is cleaning that sink well enough. They're washing their dirty hair in there. You know what I'm saying? You do not know that unless you watching them yourself unless, or unless, again, dependent. Again, this is dependent on the roommate. Like if the roommate is somebody you truly, truly, truly know, maybe I just that's I mean, well, you know, a bitch is bald. But I wouldn't do that if I had a roommate. I don't care how well I, uh, I don't care how well I knew them. I just, that's just something I probably wouldn't do. Cause I'm just like, uh, I don't know where your hair been. Like, I wouldn't do that personally. Personally, that would not be for me. But, you know, go off, sis. 
But what would y'all do? Please let me know in the comments, you know, DM me, okay? But because I, so if I was to come home and see that, I'd be like, yeah, can you not do that again just because, you know, we sharing that and I'm not saying anything about your hair or anything, but it's just like, that doesn't make me comfortable because I'm not going to do that with you. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just a mutual, that's what, that's how I would do it. Cause yeah, I ain't gonna, I, you know, honestly, honestly, I would be a little disturbed. But again, that's dependent on their relationship. But again, even if, mm, even if that was like a good friend, I, I'd be like, yeah, you couldn't do this nowhere else, child. What's going on? Um, that's just me. Okay. That's just me. Let's give a little cheers. You know what we like to, clink the wine glasses for some excellence okay i just had one cheers which you know warmed my heart the philadelphia dance company also known as is it phil donko phil danco phil donko i'm sorry if i'm saying that wrong y'all you know it's, it's i don't know they started a, a scholarship program named after o'shea sibley and i don't know if y'all remember which i hope you do he was the black queer man who was stabbed, I think, at the gas station while he was voguing. I think one of his, I don't know if that's the dance company, like, where he was when he transitioned. But I do know he danced with them because they said it was one of his uh, alma maters. So, yes, they have a scholarship in his name. And it says scholarship recipients are age 12 through 8 and set to receive wave tuition, a stipend to which covers classes, dancewear, and transportation. I love that. Yay. And I was reading that, you know, Beyonce was one of the donors, but of course she ain't want to say none, which, you know, it just makes it even that much more sweeter. So... Yes, shout out to Philadelphia Dance Company. Shout out to those recipients for um, the scholarship. I it's you know it's just fucked up. O'Shea's not here, and that that is how his name had to be in the scholarship. You know what I'm saying? But I hope he is you know resting beautifully. You know. Uh, uh, on to the review section where we talk about, you know, what I've been watching and listening to lately. I have been trying to watch more movies lately. I watched three new movies, three things that I have been wanting to watch for a little minute. The first was Jurassic World. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't get into it because this was the one where I guess... They acted as though the dinosaurs had feelings and there was going to be a volcano that erupted and killed all of them. And the goal was to bring them over. But of course, that didn't go well or something like that. I just got to say, it was hard to get through this because anybody that knows me knows what. I have zoophobia. So animals is it. Can I be honest? No, let me just call the spade a spade. It kind I don't know what in me pissed me off knowing that people were having sympathy for dinosaurs. It's something about that that pissed me off. And I don't know what it was. But to know that people was really crying over dinosaurs. 
as though like, oh my God, they need to live too. Bitch, I don't need to live with the raptor, okay? Bitch, that is a carnal. It eats me, you, your children, your mother, your father, your fifth grade teacher. What? Why? Why? And then the end, it kind of pissed me off because, and I don't know if it's a spoiler, but girl, this movie been out for a minute. It's on Prime. I know a lot of y'all got Prime. At the end, when she opened the door for the dinosaurs, the little girl, and now it's like, oh, now humans got to learn to live with dinosaurs. I'm like, bitch, what? And I was thinking in that type of situation, I said, what the fuck would I do? If they found some motherfucking dinosaurs and then decide to bring them motherfuckers over here and just plant. When I tell you I probably would never leave this home. Oh, I was about to say something bad. I can't say that. Thank God I didn't. But I don't know. And I think that was really blocking me with that movie. I think, mm, I don't know, girlfriend. I don't know. If I was to give it a grade, you know, I would give the Jurassic World... Maybe like, I'm sorry, and I forget which one this was, but it was, you know, I just described it. I would give her a B minus. A B minus. I'm sorry. It's the fact that these people was having feeling over dinosaurs. I could not relay. I couldn't do it, baby. It was, it was white. It was giving white. Cause I'm like, uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. I watched Us, finally. I enjoyed Us. I thought the acting was good. I liked the music. I liked the way it was filmed. I thought it was kind of suspenseful, because I definitely did, at some parts, go, (gasps) you know what I'm saying? That's how I know it was good. I'm trying to think. Us was good. The only thing, or maybe I missed it, y'all, but uh, I guess I don't, I didn't quite understand who the us's were, if that makes sense. Like, why were they there? Maybe I missed something. I don't know. Also, the ending. The evil little girl choked the regular little girl out and brought her down. And then went back up. It's her. Wait. So, that means... Oh, the the evil one. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. This is too much. And I done smoked a little reefer. But us was okay. It was good. Yeah, I guess I just didn't know who the us's were, where they came from, and why. You know, that was the only reason. But I feel like I missed something. That makes me think I need to watch this movie again. But out of if I had to give it a grade, I would give us just like a solid B. I thought that was a B. And then Zola. Now, I was really excited to watch Zola because, you know, it was a Twitter thread that got turned into a movie about this sex worker named Zola, who, you know, found this white bitch, literally, who was dancing with this white bitch, and they got into some bullshit. And I had been wanting to watch it for a while because I was like, ooh, again, I want to see how they about to turn this Twitter thread into a movie. And that is a very interesting movie. And... By interesting, I mean interesting, very interesting, as in I liked it a lot. I did. I kind of figured I was, because I don't know. I kind of, I, I I don't know. I, I kind of figured I was going to like it. I liked the way it was filmed. It was funny. 
it was a little uh, it was hard to watch in a good way like the scene when when he first tell her she better not leave the car Taylor what was her character oh Zola when he told Zola not to leave the car you know it like I was like oh shit I don't know girl and then it just it also yeah it 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 was interesting for me. I, I'm going to watch it again, too. I thought it had very interesting commentary, I feel like, about, like, sex workers and, like, how, like, things just happen. Because I know some people, everybody, I feel like, look at sex workers and be like, oh, my God, I would never. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people say they would never, but then things happen. And I'm just like, I I kind of like this. I think you should watch it. I think everybody should watch it. I give it on a grade. Mm, I'm going to give it a B minus. At, mm, a B. Just a solid B. That's what I'm going to do. But it's good. I think you should watch it if you get the chance. It's on. Well, I think I may have gotten it the last day before it left that. But it was on Amazon Prime. But, you know, Google it and see. Uh, Let's see. That was all the movies. TV. Mm, Let me think. Oh, you know, just a regular Married to Madison and Potomac. What is going on on Potomac? Nothing, really. NECA and Wendy, I'm I'm over it. I'm bored. Um, They went to Eddie's little event. They was rolling um, salt and pepper. I ain't gonna lie, I was mad he had no real weed there for them to smoke. And I was like, why y'all, why y'all got the rolling oregano? Like, what the fuck? That's so stupid. So that's it for Potomac. And then Mary to Madison, what they been doing over there? Mm. Oh, you know, they went to that place that Curtis, uh, big nine foot nine and she the Jackie on Hilton Head. And you know, people, well, they wasn't gonna come, but you know, they did. And Heavily and Daddy showed up too. So, you know, it was good. It was good. You know, Heavenly Ride for her friend. That's one thing I can't say about Heavenly. She'd be like, if my friend ain't going, I'm not going. And, you know, I respect that. Okay? I really do. I know they filmed the reunion, so I know we got a few more episodes left. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Potomac. Mm, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing. No, I talked about that one. No. Because I'm just like, mm, um, anything. Oh, you know, baddies is over, child. And you know, the, uh, actually today, part one of the reunion premiere. Now, I've seen the clips. I'm going to watch it after I get off of this. But I've seen the clips and I saw Big T, E-N-E-T, uh, Tzatziki, Tzatziki fights. I love her. I love her. Oh, my God. No, she be fighting. She be whooping ass. She be whooping ass and taking names. And then E.T. ran up on Natalie. Yes. Yes. So I cannot wait. You know, they go into the uh, Caribbean. So I'm just like, oh, y'all finna let their ghetto asses in. Oh, my God. Who told them to do that? Because, baby, the way they was finding that restaurant would let them anywhere in my establishment. Okay? Music. Just a few songs. I really... Really love Glorilla new song. Yeah, Glow. It is so good. It's so fucking hard. I love it. And she's just talking pure 
shit, and that's the shit I love. Love the video, and I don't know. I really like Glorilla. I do. I hope. I wish her nothing but the best. I hope she just always keep winning. Another song I've been look, uh, listening to. I really enjoy "Made for Me." I'm not gonna lie. Now, see, I'm finna say it right here. This is. She is giving me what I've been wanting some of these R&B girlies to give me, the new ones. And, like, she has did it, Money Long. I really like that song, Another. So that was one, uh, I, that's when I kind of, you know, really got into her. Because I will say, don't like that hours and hours song. I don't. I get it. It is what it is. But don't really like that one. But, you know what I'm saying? This made for me song. Oh, it's so good. And it's just like, I'm like, this is, this is what I like. And she ain't, well, I'm not about to discredit, but to me, like, I don't know, not the, not, uh, is she, I don't know. Is she a beltress? That's what I was going to say. Cause I feel like in this song, she just utilizing her voice cause she know it so well. So, yeah, I think this is one of the songs where I'm like, this is one of the new girls who has given me what I need and what I asked for. And I'm like, thank you. Also, you know, well, I'm going to save that for last. Still streaming hits. I really enjoy it. And now I, I, it just it just really go hard. I really like listening to it at the gym it, um, when I'm lifting, especially. Thanks, Meg. Aquarius season. And then, lastly, oh, so it's Super Bowl night. This one I recorded this. And another, then Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. She released that. Okay. That. Okay. That act two will be released on March 29th. I knew she was going to announce something for February. I tell people all the time, February is her announcement month. You got to pay attention. And I love it. So, yes, y'all, she released two singles, uh, 16 Carriages and Texas Hold'em. And it's giving country. You know, I said, I texted somebody and I said, I think I understand maybe what the theme of this three-act thing is. Because I guess when I think of the word renaissance, I think of celebration of like culture and just art and things like that. And I believe what she is about to do with these three acts is celebrate the prominence that people of color had in fields that people normally forget about. Because like, for instance, I.E. House. House is very white. What we know today, we know it's a DJ and instance. But what people don't know is house, baby, even the word house itself is different in a, in, in a whole nother culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause at the end of the day, Vogue music is house music. Juke music is house music. You know what I'm saying? So just giving, you know, honor to the sounds of that, especially those black voices. And then with this one, I'm wondering if she about to do a country route. Because, you know, I do know there are a lot of black voices in country, but I don't know of them, which honestly I would be excited to hear about because that would give me, you know, some some research to do. Well, now that she done shit, even now that 
I feel like it's going to go that way. Now I'm going to start doing research because I feel like that's what's going to happen. But I don't know. But it's coming. It's coming. It is coming. It's coming. I'm thinking about taking off that day. So it's coming. It is coming. Yeah, that 16 Carriages song is good. Both songs, I ain't even going to stun. As a person who did not like Daddy's Lessons at first, I enjoy both of these songs. I do. I do. I really do. Oh, my God. Thank you, Beyonce. I love you. Oh. (sighs) Let's move on to... Pop culture, what like what I like to call WWW Worldwide. What the hell? Girl, what's going on? You know, where I like to talk about a few things that's going on. You know, the pop culture world and the world world. You know, James Chanel Wright filed charges against Krishan, y'all. I think he filed them on the six. Yeah. So I'm guessing Krishan did put her hands on him. I don't know, Christian. What's going on? It's like we were rooting for you. You was getting together, but then you just started doing stupid shit again. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Christian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just for like all the just hurt in your life, baby. Because that's all that is. That's all that is, sugar. That's all that motherfucking hurt. But we're going to see how that goes. Yo, they issued a travel warning to the Bahamas, and they said it's level two, and that was on the 26th of January, okay? I'm going to read some of these uh advisory points they got here. They say, do not answer your door or at your hotel residence unless you know who it is. Do not physically resist any robbery attempt. Enroll in the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program to receive alerts and make it easy to locate you in an emergency. Follow the Department of State on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Review the country's security report for the Bahamas. Prepare a contingency plan for emergency and medical situations. Yes, apparently there is a travel ban there. And is this some? No, this is a, a warning. But they were saying the U.S. Embassy is in uh, Colombia warns Americans not to use dating apps after eight people have died. And I'm just like, what is going on? What is going on over in these places? I said, yeah, if I go to any of these places, I'm just going to stay my ass in the hood or whatever. Shit. Not the hood. Oh, Lord. But I just hope if y'all going to the Bahamas, be careful, y'all. Okay? Traveling groups. This is why, yeah, I would never probably do a solo trip out of the country. I think I would need at least two to three people. Cause I'm like, mm, I just, I just out the country. With, mm, I don't know, but yeah, if you go into those places, y'all for real, for real, be safe. I just, oh, I don't know what's going on. Cause they said it was what 19 murders in Jamaica, and, and I'm guessing that is that. Do, I mean, shit, that is a lot. What you mean? Let's see what else has been going on. Uh, Dre and Michelle. Uh, y'all know Dre from Basketball Wives, so you know she. She is allegedly pregnant by a 21-year-old. And on some real shit, like, people was kind of, they were saying, like, why don't people think men get the same treatment? I think they should. They definitely do not. Because everybody do not mind an older man than a younger woman. But if it was turned, yeah. I, 
honestly ain't even looking at it like that. I'm just like, girl, you are 40. Why are you getting pregnant? And the same age as her son. I'm like, okay, sis, you mean to tell me you couldn't find anybody your age? You're lying. You're lying to me. You could not find a 40-year-old man who just wanted to chit. And you could have still got pregnant. You could have still got pregnant. Ah, yeah. It's, 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 mm, Dre, I'm so sorry, boo. At first I was on good Dre five fingers, but I'm not. I'm just like, what's going on, sweetie? But you know, no shade, but ain't this kind of been like, I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with Dre like that. I just know of her, but I just know, I feel like this is like low key on brand for her, but I'm just like, no, let's, let's, you not on basketball wives no more. Don't do that. But yeah, honestly, but I feel the same way either, like no matter who it is, man, older man, older woman, like I don't care. I think that still is weird. Oh no, to me, anything. What's the age gap? Eight plus just gives weird to me. I don't know why. Eight plus just gives weird to me. Oh, that's just me. That is just me. Oh, Candy not coming back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Can I be honest? I'm genuinely going to be sad because I don't care what none of y'all say. Candy gave some great television. She was very honest. I'm going to miss just like the realness, just like that true Atlanta of Candy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to miss Candy. Dang. So I wonder what that, I mean, at the end of the day, like what can you say? Nene ain't coming back. I don't just come back, but... They say a Porsche might be coming back. Give her her money. Give her her money. Yeah, I would miss her. I hope I hope this will. They need to hurry up with that, though, because I'm ready to see Atlanta. Duh. Okay. I know they film in Salt Lake City right now without motherfucking Monica. Oh, I just feel like what Monica did was not that bad. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm grown. I say what I want. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see what. A, oh, Jess, hilarious is a new breakfast. No, shout out to Jess because that is great. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And then I think I'm just thinking about Jess and how, like, some years ago I was watching her, you know, doing this is Jess with the mess, and my news is real. Like, I'm just like, wow. It's that's like, it's impressive. It's, it's, it's it's kind of like inspirational almost. I'm like, okay, Jess, you you fucking did that. You you did that, and I can't even lie. So shout out to Jess. I've been watching a few of her interviews, and and I'm not gonna lie, her energy to me is just a tad bit more favorable than I love ye, love ye. But you know how sometimes ye was very, you know, he ain't say too much. He said just enough, but like. She wasn't really about to like be like, oh, okay, hold on, like where's Justin be like, uh-uh, wait, hold on, what is you talking about? Like, and I and I feel like that's necessary there, especially not just with them, but like with the guests as well. So, you know, shout out to Jess, and I, I really hope that goes well. The Grammys happened, Victoria Monet came out with some awards, which I'm so happy for. I she's another one that 
I am starting to fuck with a little more. Just because Doll Baby been doing this for the longest. I think it said what? What she said at Grimmie was 15 years in the making. Honestly, kudos to you, Victoria, because at the end of the day, that is what I'm talking about. The being in this industry and really wanting to do it and not just trying to be one of these old popcorn assholes. You know, she really been working at it. And 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 that's what I'm sorry, that's the type that's what makes me just respect your artistry. And 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 not trying to shade nobody, but like when I know you putting in that work and when you not just doing things to sell, you know, like to get streams and sell and you know, when I know you're not really trying to create something good, mm-mm, I just don't see it for you. I don't see it for you. No. But shout out to her. I, I feel like, oh, Usher going on tour. I'm going to get my ticket. No, I'm a, no, I'm going to see Usher. And he added three Chicago dates. Oh, I'm going. I love him. I was, he my fa- my favorite male R&B performer. I don't care what nobody say. Nobody. And I'll fight all y'all. I really will. That is my favorite. I think that's it, y'all. Well, you know, enjoy this little break, okay? Oh, hate to interrupt the show, but I have a few questions for you. Are you a new or small-owned business that's looking for advertisement space? Is the owner of said business black, brown, a woman, part of the LGBTQIA family, or a part of any underrepresented group? Do you love the rewind and want to help your business and your favorite podcaster if you answered yes to these questions then this message is for you the rewind is looking for new businesses owned by underrepresented groups to collaborate with on advertisement just think your ad could be read here by me okay if you are interested, send an email to the rewindpjdj at gmail.com with advertisement opportunity in the subject line. Again, the email is the rewindpjdj at gmail.com with advertisement opportunity in the subject line. I look forward to working with you. Hey, boo, so I just have to ask. Every time I've been coming to your place to record, I've noticed you got this aroma vibe going on. What's the secret? Oh, you know, I've just been lighting a candle or two to set the mood for our new improvised studio. No, girl, that ain't just no damn Glade candle. (laughs) What is that? I smell a little lavender, maybe a little citrus. Mm -hmm. It's just from one of my new favorite businesses called Candy Yogi. Candy Yogi is a new movement and platform that was created to find alternative ways of positive wellness. One way is through their aromatherapy line. The candles and wax are crafted with natural petals and healing crystals. The homemade candles from soy elevate your aromatherapy experience for any occasion. I recommend the Lazy Lavender Candle. Mm -hmm. The best part about all of this is that not only can you buy your own candles and wax, but you can also save 15% at checkout by using the code REWIND15. That will save you 15% off your entire order. 
trust me, you and the space you like this in will thank you. Visit www.kanayogi.co for more information on the business, ordering information, and candle care tips for you. Did we forget to mention this is not only a Black-owned business, but a Black-owned, woman-owned business. And a Chicago native, we got to show support. Visit the Canna Yogi website for more information and visit their Instagram page at cannayogi.co to stay up to date with promos and other things related to Canna Yogi. Enjoy the show. Hello, we are back, bitches. Before I move into the marinade segment, I just realized, too, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all wanted me to talk about that Monique interview, but I haven't watched it yet because I haven't had time because I want to sit down and actually truly watch that because Monique, I know she's spilling some, not just spilling some tea, but like dropping some gems. That's what, honestly, I'm going to be real in terms of these like, ugh. Look, what how do I want to say this? I, I appreciate the club Shay Shay interviews for the gems, but I'm just not here for all the kerfluffle around it, like the bullshit. And that's not me saying that the stories that Cad and Monique are telling are bullshit. And that's not, also not me saying I, that these stories don't need to be said, uh, don't need to be told, because people need to know how these higher ups especially when they are some of our own in this world be con- uh in this business be conducting you know how they work with people i think that is something we should be aware of so like i'm gonna be real i'm here for um monique spilling the tea on oprah i'm here for her spending spilling the tea on tyra not tyra well let me stop because i'm gonna be a little shady but i'm here for them uh spilling the tea on tyler because at the end of the day Unfortunately, I just know once you get up that high, I ain't going to say I know, but I just have this this gut feeling that once you get up that high, you, especially being a black person, you, you, I just got a feeling once you get up that high, you don't do what's best for everybody. You trying to do what's best for your name and your legacy. And when it gets to that point, it, I, I'm not shocked that. Tyler or Oprah or somebody would be trash. Like, and I think that's the thing. That's probably why I'm not as shocked with these type of interviews and not even just these interviews, but like in general, the Diddy's and, you know, all this, the Dr. Dre's. And I am not shocked that people in the higher ups who are black and who have a lot of money and who've had it for a certain time and who also are trying to, you know, keep up with their white counterparts. I am not shocked that they are trash. I'm I'm not shocked that anybody is trash. Like, for instance, when this stuff came out about Diddy, I was like, okay, like, this is also the same man that made them walk miles for cheesecake. And I know people be like, ah, that was for TV, but you got to really look at shit like that. This is the same man that told D. Woods that, you know, in his girl group, the only, not the only black one, but that she was too thick. You know what I'm saying? Because she was just a regular down South Atlanta girl. The way he talked to them, the, I'm not shocked that Diddy is a trash nigga. Like, why are we acting shocked? Like, I'm not shocked that Tyler has done some trash things in regard to his talent. Like, I'm not shocked. I just, and I know this bad to say, 
Some people, I just assume the worst. And when I get there, because I'm, I'm not going to lie, I want to say seven or eight, 7.5 times out of 10 is going to, they're going to show themselves. It's, it just is what it is. Seven, they're going to show who they really are. I'm, I'm not shocked that people are trash. I just be shocked that it took us this long to find out that they were trash. And that's what I mean by when I say those Club Shay Shay interviews. I'm not, I don't care that you reveal, like, you, Cat Williams saying that Steve Harvey allegedly called and told them to take Bernie Mac's role out of um, the Oceans movie. I'm not shocked. Steve looked like the type of nigga that'll do something like that. I'm not shocked at that. I guess I just, I be like, I don't want that to be the focus other than them gems that they were dropping. Because, like, one thing Cat was saying um, that I liked, he was talking about being a comedian. He was like, this is a craft. You have to learn how to do this. And I feel like a lot of people, they were so stuck on the, you know, him talking about Steve Harvey and Cedric Entertainer of it all, but not about what he is actually saying about this craft. Because it is a craft that you have to learn and develop skill and trial and error. And he was talking about, like, how he studied it and stuff like that. That's what I'm interested in. In general, when it comes to interviews, I always say I want to know more about the individual and about their what they are working on and how they go about working. Yes, if they've done stuff in the news recently or whatever, sure. But like if if we're if I'm interviewing an actor, I want to hear this actor talk about how he approaches a certain role rather than his latest scandal that was just on the news like I don't care like I like I don't care to me personally I don't care about none of that even um while I didn't finish Monique interview I started a little bit of it but I said I was gonna give it to all to y'all once I finished watching it but like she was saying um because I saw I think I got through the first 20 minutes because you know I've been having to rewind and all that stuff she was saying that one thing about her and I and it's so funny because I was talking about this on my last show with Sharif about if you tell her something and you say you're going to pin this on someone that she's going to tell the truth. Now, I know some people being like, no, nah, damn, I can't tell Mo nothing. That's crazy. No, it's not about you being able to tell her things because you can't. When you are doing something that you know is going to deliberately hurt someone or in some way put them in a bad light just because of your decision that is not right and I and that is what she's saying and I felt that I felt that because we were talking about last year um, last year last episode about WWYD segment what would you do about how this man who was the best man in his friend's wedding you know known him whatever and they went out and he saw his friend trying to get with girls you know what I'm saying and he had to intervene and like be like, nah, I'm not doing that because you got a wife who I don't watch you marry. I don't spend money for y'all wedding. That part ain't, ain't really the part I care about. But it's the part that like I saw you take this oath. So you expect me to just let you do what you do to this woman. Like that's crazy. And I agree with that a thousand percent because on some real shit, I have friends who always be like, yeah, I'll lie to you. I'll cheat for you. Like, um, because we discussed like how Don't Call Me White Girl Mona was talking about how she had a friend lie cheat and cheat for her. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not the friend. 
I'm not the friend. And honestly, if you one of my friends listening to me and you thought you was going to um, pull me into some bullshit like that, I'm here to tell you now. I am not the friend that is going to lie to your partner for you. And I think that's what I was. Uh, that's why I love what Monique said, because it's just like, what? that's wrong. And her sentiments was like, it's just wrong. It is wrong. And it's so uh, that that. I felt so seen by Monique when she said that because I'm like, it's just wrong. Don't do this shit. Don't get married if you know you still want to fuck out here and fucking shit. Don't, don't do that. Why are you getting married then? Why are you bringing somebody else into your trash? Because what you're not understanding is this one little lie. Because she was using an example about how this girl told her that her baby not Monique's, but the girl's baby was somebody else's, but she was going to say it was his. And Monique's told the individual, like, she going to say this, but that's not your baby. And everybody was mad at Monique. And here's the tea. I know some people would be like, oh, that's not my business, da, da, da. But like Monique said, you made it my business when you told me. For real. You told me. Now, I know some people be like, well, I ain't going to say nothing. But then, like Monique was saying, this child has to grow up like that when it, when, the child really doesn't when you could just be honest and then that can be something. That's the thing. You lying and saying this, your, this baby's daddy and it's not. So he's going to find it out. And that's, and at the end of the day, who knows? He might find it out and not even care, but you not giving them a chance to really like talk about certain things because at the end of the day, they're going to want to find out who their real father is. And you know, granted, this is a very specific situation, but I felt what Miss Mo was saying during that time. And I think in general, that is just how I feel about people. That is why I don't like a lot of people. That's why I don't like being around people. People really just be doing shitty shit. And I don't like that. I don't. I don't like people that just like to finesse all the time. I don't like people that's always trying to get over on people. I don't like people that, you know, I don't know that cause chaos like that and then be like, well, you know, I was just trying to No, you you should have just went about. There is a wrong way and there is a right way to do certain things. And y'all know y'all be going the wrong way instead of telling a child this is their father when they know it is not. Maybe you should tell them like, hey, this is your father figure who is stepping in and we can talk about what that means. Like, and again, don't get me started because now then we talk about children Then you know how I feel like children are just, you know, so misunderstood, especially black children. But I say all that to say is I fuck with what Monique was saying there. Just do the right fucking thing. That's just do the right fucking thing. That's all she really saying. Fuck. But. I am going to finish watching that. I'm going to take note and I'm going to come back because even then I was already enjoying it. I was already enjoying it. But let's move on to the marinade section where we like to dive a little deeper into a little topic, baby. And this topic I wanted to talk about, and I'm I'm not going to be long today. I'm not, not me sounding like a pastor. I won't be long with you today. But I just wanted to touch on black trauma I was specifically going to do films, but like, honestly, like black trauma media and like how that plays a part, like in our community and what that means. So I wanted to start it on specifically talking about black films because, you know, that's where you see it most of the time. Black trauma films are. I okay. first of all, let me stop by saying black trauma films are not a that's not a category in the film category. 
films that depict the black experience that have, you know, traumatic details, traumatic imagery, that is what puts it in the black trauma film. So, you know, you got your 12 Years a Slave, you got your Django, most recently Till, which I was reading articles about. I'm trying to think, what are some, the, the Roots, Amistad, the movies that show the black experience and not, and that don't shy away from the, the harshness of it. And I wanted to talk about it because recently I was reading an article and it was talking about, are these films necessary? And I had to stop and think because at first I was like, no. But then after reading some articles, I was like, mm, oh, no. Because the thing about there are pros and cons with these films and this type of media. The pros, let's, let's talk about the pros. The pros are that A... Well, one, the story is getting told, point blank, period. That, that, that's my biggest thing, the fact that a story that probably would have just been swept under the water, swept under the bridge, I mean, is, was not getting told. And now it is, and now people have, they, they can see it, they have access to it, so now they can know what's going on. Love that. Number two, it does give black people the chance to perform primarily in more dramatic roles. Because 10 times out of 10, when you do these type of films, it's going to be dramatic because, baby, you know, racism isn't fun. Okay, it's not fun. So there's that. And then pros. Is that my only pro? They're my only two pros, honestly. Now, the cons, it's not too many cons either. But I do feel like there are some cons that I think people don't talk about a lot. The number one con for me is just having to keep reliving things like this and I think I'm at that point where I'm just a tad tired just a tad it's like I want to hear these stories and I want to see them but I don't know how much I can watch you know a black man getting beaten or a black woman getting whatever especially knowing that and I think that's another reason why these quote unquote trauma films are like starting to like weigh on people. We seeing so much of this in every day that I don't need, I damn near don't need a film in order to see this now. Cause I could just turn the news on it and, or turn on the Twitter and see a black man getting shot, a black baby getting shot cause they had a black toy, a uh, black woman mistreated because she said something and it was quote unquote received as an attitude. And you know, I, I, I don't I don't necessarily always want to see that in a movie, especially, especially when we know how it ends. And I know that sounds crazy, but like real talk, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> and I know this is a sad note. That's one of the reasons I probably subconsciously do not want to watch Selena dead ass because I know she's going to die in the end because it happened. You know, it's a biopic. And I don't want to see a young star like that get her life taken away. I know they don't show it in the movie. That's not like a thing. But I, I, I don't like, re and I'm speaking for PJ. I can't speak for everybody else. I don't like reliving trauma. And granted, that ain't, you know, trauma that like directly affect me. But back to like the slave movies, I don't want to relive that all the time. Because it's just like, why? 
And I'm guessing, like, I don't want to relive it because, like, certain little remnants of it is still remaining today. Little microaggressions and little na- nasty-ass jokes are still being said today. And it's like, I don't want to relive this at all. And it's just, um, that's just for me personally. And I, I think it really hit me, like, when I started to notice this sort of trend in the media, in a... Uh, in movies and uh, television and things like that. I don't know if anybody remembers, but there was an episode of Orange New Black where Poussey's character died. And she died by one of the guards kneeling on her and her saying she couldn't breathe, which I believe that was, was that Eric Garner? No, not George Floyd. It was either Eric Garner, and see, I can't even keep up. It was either Eric Garner or George Floyd, because I remember one of, who got the neck? Who got kneeled? I think that was George Floyd. Because Eric Garner... He got choked over the cigarettes, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, But yeah, they did that. And, you know, that's how Poussey's character died. And I was like, at first, I was like, oh, I see what y'all did there, you know. But then I was like, hmm. I didn't need to see that again, especially with a white man kneeling on a black woman. And then the way they did it, too, on Orange is the New Black was like they made it to where the the boy who did it was like a newer guard and he ain't know no better and he was going through because he killed somebody and they wanted you I feel like they may have addressed this on the show because I feel like Tasty may have like cussed his ass out or treat uh like uh maybe damn that make me want to watch Orange is New Black now but how they did Orange is New Black really pissed me off because it's like so you want me to have sympathy for this boy who didn't know what he was doing when all he had to do was take his leg off somebody? Like, and, and I think that's what pissed me off because I'm like, I'm not going to have sympathy for somebody when all he could have did was just get up. You chose to put your weight on this girl. Just like the same reason that officer chose to put his weight on that man. So yeah, that's just from, that's when I noticed it. That's when I noticed like, Hmm, that's why it takes me so long to watch movies like Selma. I'ma be real, y'all still ain't seen 12 Years a Slave. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't wanna watch that. I don't wanna watch that. Cause ain't that how, and it's so unfortunate too, because that's another thing the articles I was reading was talking about. I read an article from the Hollywood Reporter, and then it was another one. They both was talking, they both were released around the time Till was released, which another movie, I'm and that's the thing. I got to get the courage and muster. That's how I know I'm kind of getting over this type of um, this type of content. It's just I got to muster up the courage to just watch it because I know it's going to end in just turmoil. Whereas like I know till the director wanted to do something a little different where like they wanted to focus on his mother and the activism that happened after, which I which I that made me want to watch that a little bit more. But I'm just, I'm getting tired of just seeing, I'm getting tired of seeing black people beat, baby. Especially when we go through so much little shit each day. I think it's one of those things, I'm not, I understand that this story, these stories have to be told. That's the T. They have to be told. Okay? I think I just, I need something different. So like, for instance, I'll watch a movie about a prominent black figure like, ooh, you know what I need to watch? I believe there's a movie with Queen Latifah where she played Madam C.J. Walker or a TV show or something like that. 
I need to watch that. Like that I want to watch because here's the tea. I know there's going to be racism in that because, A, I know who Madam C.J. Walker was and what time she and what what the period was like when she was alive. You know what I'm saying? But I also know there's going to be black joy in this black success, like because she is the uh, first woman who perfected the relaxer. You know what I'm saying? So I know there's going to be some successes in there. I know there is going to be. But something like 12 years of slang. Mm, or like tut like i don't want to watch no movie about harriet tubman i don't i don't want to watch no movie about harriet tubman i i i and i think too that's what they was trying to do with django they was trying to jazz it up to make it seem like not the stereotypical like you know black trauma film but even then i was just still like yeah i'm not i just don't want to watch the it's just i know it's weird to say I just cannot watch films when white people saying things like boy and nigga. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's but, and I know, like, everybody's like, well, it's just a movie. You know, that's how it really was. I know that's how it's re- it really was. And I'm so thankful that the Lord was allowing me to be born in this time because I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? I know people back. Of course, we say, girl, if that was me, girl, if that was you back then, you probably would have thought twice, too. Like, like, let's be real. Of course, now, if some, if some white man came in your face, be like, you little, I'd be like, oh, let's fight. And I'm finna, I'm finna dog walk your ass. But girl, you couldn't do that back then. You probably could, but you would have had to do some running. Okay. So, yeah, that, I think that was my first introduction. And I, I am kind of getting tired. I just want, overall, I'm not saying that these films are bad. They're not. I just think Hollywood needs to really take a step back and and understand that these are traumatizing to watch and that this is not always bringing up the best for us, okay? Like like for instance, what's the other one um that I still that I still have not watched. And I'm gonna be real y'all, a lot of these I have not watched because I, I just don't want to watch black people in pain. I just don't want to watch black people in pain no more. Like, I'm tired of it. What's the one on Netflix? Um, the, the one about the Central Park Five? I forgot the name of it. But, like, that one I still haven't watched because I'm like, I, I just don't. And I know there's, like, triumph toward the end of that story because I think they got exonerated. I'm not sure. But I just don't. I don't, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, Hollywood, you got to be careful about making these movies because I also think these movies, and again, back to that Central Central Park one because that's why I'm watching, are triggering and like that will affect us. Like I know people who were saying like after they watched the uh, TV show, I ain't going to lie, I need to figure out the name of this. After they watched that TV show, they had to take off from work because they were feeling a type of way toward white people. And I don't think a lot of people, honestly... If you're not a person of color, again, I can't speak for other ones, but there is something. Hold on. I'm trying to look up the name of this. Um, when they see us. That's the name of it. When they see us. Because I'm like, I know the name of it. That is why when we watch these movies, we got to kind of take a break. OK, because I know people again, they was watching this and it was like. Girl, I couldn't go to work the next day because I was mad at white people. And I know people going to be like, well, that's an unreasonable response to have. No, first of all, whoever, 
Are you listening? If that's what you think, fuck you. Fuck you. Because at the end of the day, when you are when you see that and then you have to come into a place and kind of witness that, but not in the same dosage. No, you it makes you feel a way about white people. It does. That's why I cannot watch some of these, especially working at a place, working with white people in certain spaces. I'll be like, and I'm not watching it because I'm sparing them. I'm watching it because I'm like. I have not gotten to the level where like I can just watch something like that and be around y'all. And I know white people will probably be like, it's not that deep. It's a movie. But baby, it's life. It's not art imitates life. Okay, it is imitating what has happened to people that has that look like me. So Hollywood, be careful just popping these movies out like that, because I wouldn't be shocked if one of these movies, you know, started a riot or something like that, because it. It makes you mad. Like, it really does. It makes you fucking mad. That's why I have not watched When They See Us. Because I know, and that one going to piss me off too. Because it's one thing when it when it happens to, you know, adults. Uh, the fact that some of the worst racist events happen to children, just, it makes my stomach churn. That's why watching that, t- if I get the chance, ugh. That's why I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch that Teal movie. Because to know that he was just a young boy and like to to just get beat like that. Like I can't like over over something that the bitch who died, what was that, last year or the year before? And I don't care about calling her a bitch because the bitch lied. Okay. And she said she lied and they ain't do nothing about it. And and that's the thing. And that's another thing. So you created this movie and you telling us all this. And like in real life, the bitch who did it got off and had no kind of repercussions for it. So like that's another thing about these movies. It's like they the end like they don't have happy endings. They don't. They might have endings that make you think. Uh, or make you think like temporary happiness, but they don't have happy endings. And it's just like, why do we recreate? Why do we recreate these stories that we know didn't end well, and we are still suffering for it today? I I don't know. I just don't like it. And the unfortunate part is that these movies are all the ones that receive awards at all these uh for all uh at all these award ceremonies. They receive all these awards, and Again, it makes you think about Hollywood and be like, why are y'all so obsessed with black pain? People, mm, I'm finna get down to it. People are obsessed with black pain. They are, whether it's through movies and another one I just thought about, whether it's through hip hop. Because that's why on some real shit, when white people are obsessed with hip hop, who know nothing about that life, nothing, you know, ain't lived that life, ain't lived in the neighborhood, like, who know nothing, who obsessed with music about, you know, the struggle. I'm always like, why are you obsessed with black pain? What is it about black pain that it almost entices people? And like, as a person who is black and has experienced pain, I'd be like, y'all don't want this life meaning don't get me wrong i love being black and baby black joy is better than any other type of joy okay and that's not me to contend you know other uh minorities y'all ain't got no good joy like us but our joy is different because like because we have to find pockets of it we have to create it you know what i'm saying we have to 
force it upon each other. Our joy is different because it really the pain is just so deep and it still is till this day. And I just always wonder, why are people obsessed with black pain? And I ain't even going to say black culture because, you know, there's that uh, saying that people love black culture, but not the people. Yeah, I know that, you know, y'all love the way we talk, the way we dress, the way we walk, the way we move, you know, whatever, whatever. But y'all also love our black pain. Like, like the fact that people love the trap house. I'm going to be real and say I don't. Okay. I'm going to be real and say I do not. I don't ever wish to live in a trap house. I don't ever wish to live next to a trap house. Like, I don't because the things that go on in there are for safety and like it's not for fun. You know what I'm saying? There are people who who used to be in there who are now out. There are people who died in there. It's not fun. But like people love the trap house. They love it. They want to be in the trap. They want to be in the trenches. And it's like, be careful what you wish for, because that shit, that's not cool. So, my yeah, my question to Hollywood is, why, why do y'all like black pain so much? Because here's the thing. You be making all these dramatic ass white movies and they definitely don't theirs definitely don't be as painful as ours. And you give them awards. Hell, y'all gave an award to a bitch who was fuck was that movie? The bitch who was fucking the fish. And I don't let me stop talking shit because I ain't see how dramatic that was. But like y'all gave an award to that and it's like, oh um, um, get it. Like why you can't you just find another black like why black panther couldn't win best picture you know what i'm saying like so yeah i'm just not understanding hollywood's obsession with like black pain and things of that nature i and but i again i want to see these stories i'll just be honest i want to see them just a little less just a little less but then i get so conflicted when i say that because the unfortunate part is that these black stories are hiring black actors because here's the T these black actors get in these stories, this type of movie. And then next thing you know, you see them everywhere because in these, in these films it's you know, it, it, it gives them the chance to show off their dramatic chops or shit, show off what they experience in life. And that'd be the thing to it. Shit, how much of it is acting? How much of it is just like us being us? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just think you need to, they need to dwindle down a little bit or or like how the Emmett Till one from how I was told was directed. What's the after? Like, let's not focus on the tragic incident. OK, let's focus on the aftermath and what we can do from there, because I don't know. That's but I said I was going to make it my mission this year to watch. I said I was going to try to watch more of these films just because. Again, it's important to know the story and I want to see more about how they are being directed and what story they are trying to tell. Because if you are directing these films with the point to like alleviate white guilt or something like that, when this, when, when you when you do it in that light, I can't really fuck with it. And I feel like that's what that that's what I feel like Orange is the New Black was doing with that character when uh, he killed Poussey. And I was just like, mm no, no, uh, I don't like this. Yeah, I want to see how they being directed. And of course, I'll be watching because, again, new talent. That's how, because Lupita was doing stuff, but I think Lupita's big break was 12 Years a Slave, which is super unfortunate. Not super unfortunate, but like, I hate that it was 12 Years a Slave. And I ain't gonna lie, I still have not watched that because I just, I don't wanna want to watch you. I don't want to watch Flash. 
black slave. I don't want to watch slavery anymore. I don't. I don't want to watch slavery anymore. And then uh, my thing is, I don't understand how the fuck y'all keep making these movies. But then white people want to do, oh, slavery was just such a long time ago. But yet you love Django and you love Jamie Foxx. Why you can't understand that, you know, parts of that are still happening today. What, what's going on? Make it make sense, sis. You can't because you're stupid. I would like to see more of honestly. Okay. I want to see more. And I hope I'm explaining this right. More. Of course, I want. Listen, I want to see media and pro- projects about the black experience because I'm black, bitch. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't want to see the black experience. I do. And I want to see it in different sectors. Whereas this, you know, I want to see black holiday films. I want to see black queer films. I want to see all of that. Okay. But I don't need to see it with such, such a, I don't know, just prehistoric tone to it. And what I mean by that is I don't need, I don't need to go back to Jim Crow to understand that slavery is still today. Like, I mean, to understand that, um, there are, little things from slavery that live in society today or little things from uh, the Jim Crow era that are still living today. I don't need to see that to understand that. You got shit called a Crown Act, which is, I believe, trying to stop people from wearing they, and I'm going to say black people, from wearing afros and things like locks and braids in the office. I understand that that is where that is coming from because there's no reason why my lawyer can't wear an afro or there's no reason why a doctor can't have locks. Like, what the fuck is that? So there's that. Like, I I don't need to see that, but I would like to know, I would like to see it intertwined in today's bullshit. And a prime example I'm going to give is Insecure. I loved Insecure because, well, A, it was talking to my age group. You know what I'm saying? Late 20s, early 30s. Also, it still spoke on black issues, but it wasn't as gut punching as something like a, I don't know, 12 Years a Slave, Django, Selma. It wasn't like that. It 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 tackled it in a very honest and, you know, modern way. Like, for instance, I always think about um, Issa and working with all those people and at the We Got Y'all and how a lot of them weren't even there for the right reasons. They was just there because white people get bored and all of a sudden when they go to college, they want to be social workers and they want to put back even though they always been taken. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went in on some white people. I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't, Portia, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, okay? But yeah, like I don't, I, I, I like that. I liked it and showing like how her being a black woman in this setting, how frustrating it was because no one was a listening to the black woman who no one was listening to the black woman who lives in this neighborhood and who looks like these kids and who can go in and talk to these kids. But then, you know, only using her when they felt it was necessary and things like that. I, I like that. Or like, Molly in her situation being in a work office and the 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 little mini storyline she had with the girl Dada in season one how she came into that office and um 
you know, she was loud. She was she she was boisterous, and then you know she was trying to tell her to be quiet, like showing how like the respectability po- politics have now played into the office world today, like lit- like shit like that. That is what I am trying to see, or I could even say like how in um the Captain America TV show with the fault with um Anthony Mackie, like how they talked about you know, race in there, how like, yes, it was about, it was about, you know, fighting crime and, you know, all the shit, you know, who's America's hero, but it just goes to show that like the heroes are the people who they've been mistreating this entire time, black folk. And that's what I'm looking for these days. But then it's like every now and again, I don't mind watching, um, a, a roots, which I do need. Roots is another one I watch. And again, that's cause I do not want to see that. I do not want to see that. I and I know I have to watch it. One of these days, I'm just gonna get high and bear it and watch it. I know it's gonna take me a few pauses to get through, and I'm gonna have to go out and walk around. But I gotta, I gotta watch some of these. Some, some of them I definitely want to watch. Some I'm just like, mm, I'll get to you when I get to you. But yeah, I think, I think that category of black trauma films, I think. While it is necessary, I just want Hollywood to be careful with just spitting them out. Just spitting them out. Um, just because, think about the people that are watching these. And like the articles were saying, yes, for some people, this is really educating them. Like, it is. Cause, and that's one of the things I love about movies. Movies really can educate. Ever since I took a film in high, uh, film, a class in high school called Lit Through Film, I truly understood, oh, movies are meant to teach. Movies can teach. They can teach big lessons. They they teach about what's going on in the world, what's going on at the time. Movies really can 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 convey a message. And I'm just learning that <sighs> black trauma films, sometimes the messaging, I get it, but it's just like, oh hey girl, I ain't need to watch somebody get whipped for 20 minutes to get that message. It's just I don't know. I'm just tired of watching violence. Um, actually, okay, I need to shut the fuck up. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, not me clocking my own self. See, that's why I love this, cause I can't clock my own self. I just say I'm tired of violence against black people. But then, y'all, I ain't gonna lie. I watched that Daddy's reunion, and I'm gonna talk more about that next week. But you know, I really ain't got no teeth to talk. But. <laughs> you know side note side note and also not just um in films too um i've noticed it too in like tv shows as well because you know like i said it's uh not insecure but like they got this show called the underground which i know people love that was canceled there have been other tv shows i feel there was i'm trying to well when they see us yes they have some more right now on Hulu too. Hulu just did one called Kindred, and then there's one called on Amazon called Them, and you know they you know portraying the black experience and things like that, and you know the traditional way. And I'm just like, ah, I'm gonna get to like I need more get outs, okay? That's what I need more get out. Whereas like that was clearly about race, but it was funny, and then also it was you know it was a horror film. Like I think I think I'm just losing the need to see the slave narrative. I'm and and like going back to Jim Crow and you know, I think I'm I'm losing the need cuz I get it. I I get it. I get it. Also I can read them. Yes. 
I'm gonna be real. I would rather read about it or listen to a podcast about it than see it. It's just something about I don't want to see it all the time because it just makes me fucking. It makes me sad because a to know that like, sorry. It just makes me sad to know like, damn, this country really don't fuck with me. This country really don't fuck with me. You can get all the Obamas and you can get all the Oprahs or whatever, but y'all don't fuck with me. And that makes me sad, especially knowing how much me and my people give to this motherfucking world. You know what I'm saying? Just blackness in general. And again, it just makes me angry. And I do not, for real, I do not be trying to be angry watching movies. Because I'm a person that when I watch media, movies, television, it affects me. That's how I know I'm a true artist. It affects me, like, to the point where, like, there's been TV shows I have to, like, pause and be like, okay, let me come back. Because that, that character choice just pissed me off. And because it'll probably be something that's, like, reflecting, like, what's going on in real life or something. But, like, I get affected. And, like, slave oh, it makes me sad for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, mm-mm. I don't want it. I don't want it. But I do think they're necessary. I do, you know. And again, film it, film teaches people. It does. Film teaches people. And, and I'm grateful for it because film has taught me a lot of things. And for some people, they need, unfortunately, some people need to see it like this in order for them to truly understand history. Pisses me off is, is, is the fact that, like, I don't understand why you can't just be, you know, believe what I tell you. Neither here nor there, okay? Neither here nor there. They are necessary. They provide the black talent. It's giving, you know, those black filmmakers, black writers the chance to, you know, be awarded for their great work. I just wish it wasn't just so it just uh, it just gives like almost fetish vibes when it comes to black trauma films and media and stuff like that. Because even me and it's something specifically about film, because I'm thinking I definitely feel like there is a category for this in like music as well, where like people write about the black experience and think, well, shit, that's what rap is, you know, the black experience. But like, you know, of course you got, you know, um, I think of songs like for women, you know what I'm saying? And how I don't know, I'm able to digest that and listen to that. It's something just about seeing this trauma on TV that just gives my gut just the worst feeling. It it does. It's something about seeing it. And if I'm going to see it, I guess now I'm just at the point where, like, I need you to either, if we going back there to give me something different or if we putting it right now to really, like, make it work and make it match. That's just for me. But, you know, we need them. I, I think they are necessary. I really do. I know sometimes they get on our nerves, y'all, but just, just bear it. You know what I'm saying? One thing I did want to end on, though, with this, when I was searching up articles to read and reference from, the article I read, too, it was called The Double-Edged Sword of Telling Black History in Film. That's one I read. And the other, I'm trying to find the other one for you just so y'all could know. By Evan Nicole Brown. Yes. Evan Nicole. And she's a black woman. You better do it. Who's writing for the Hollywood Reporter? I was trying to find out who wrote this article. So, yes, Evan Nicole Brown's article on the Hollywood Reporter. That's a good one to reference. Another article I was reading was, was, I'm sorry, y'all. Give me just a few minutes. Give me just, give me just a few 
it was it was from Time magazine. The title was Till and the Act of Witnessing Black Trauma on Screen in 2022. So read that, y'all. Read that. I think I, I read those. I think those will make you be like, hmm. Well, I love these films. I do understand what they're saying. Because I was one of those ones. I'm like, yeah, make all the slave movies. Yeah, make these. Because that's another thing I do like about these movies. That's another thing I do like. It makes white people uncomfortable. Because here's the tea. It's, I guess it just depends on how you process it. Because me, personally, like, I don't need to always watch it. I can listen or read about the black experience. Or, you know, I'm black. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I'm talking about past experience. Whereas... White people, they they either read it and understand or they see it and understand. And most of the times they got to see it because even like one of some of this article was saying this country is just a visual country. They need to see things. I mean, that's literally what she did until that's why she wanted his casket open. I want y'all to see what racism is doing to not only just, you know, the black community, but to these black kids. Okay. But, you know, some white people need to see this. And honestly, I love that sometimes because it makes them so uncomfortable because in order for you to get comfortable, you got to get uncomfortable. In order for change, you got to, you know, address the problem. And I love that some of these movies make white people like shook. Now, I know some of them watching and they be like the white guilt start kicking in and they try to do the most. Baby, don't do the most. Just watch it. Feel that feel. Don't do the most, but use your privilege to do the most, okay? I don't want you doing the most. Use your privilege, okay? Think about that, okay? But yeah, I just know some white people need to watch this, need to watch the shit in order to like truly understand it. Well, I'm just like, oh, okay, girl. But me personally, give me a good, like what was that podcast I was listening to? I think it's the 1619 Project or the 1719. Um, Let me look that up because I actually want to, y'all definitely should listen to that. Is it 1719? Yeah, the 1619 Project. Yes, if you haven't, go listen to that. They just talk about, you know, the time, 1619, that year when the first slave, that, that, that's right, right? When the um, first slave set foot um, in America, child, along, I forgot what coast, not coast, but I forgot along what, uh, what like, uh, shore or whatever that was. But it talks about, like, they first steps from getting off that boat to there and then like just the impact since then. And I can listen to that and get what I need from it. I don't need to see it. You know what I'm saying? Where some people got to see it. And honestly, when you see it, you better see it. And when you see it here, you better learn how to see it everywhere. Okay. But yeah, black trauma films, they're necessary. Hard to watch. Necessary. I have watch them every once in a blue moon. But if you want one of those people who can take and stomach that and like that, cool. It, that's just it for me. I just be like, oh, so much pain. But again, I would like to see more stories. Of, and they are. I think more stories are developing that, you know, can tell our experience, but less, less, you know, whip, whip, chain, chain. You feel me? So, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about today. I just wanted to talk about that because I was like, hmm, this is very interesting because I know some people who truly and y'all, please let me know. Hashtag L-I-M-R-E-W. Let me know what you think, because I really want to know what people think, because some people I know some people. I know a lot of people who do not like them, but I know a few who will sit down and watch these movies. I do. And who truly enjoy them. I'm not one of them. So I just want to know what you're thinking, okay? All right, let me know what you're thinking. Write in the comments under the Instagram. You know what I'm saying? 
Now, let's close this out with the top five segment on a little light note. Now, I got this top five from Instagram because, <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just too gay for me not to, okay? So, for the top five, right, <laughs> for the top five, there was a tweet around when it was like, I love a gay that loves, that holds on to an obscure pop song. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. And so many people being retweeting and stuff, and I'm just like, Oh, girl, I got to get in on this conversation. I got to get in on this conversation. So these are my top five obscure pop songs. Okay. I'm just letting y'all know. And honestly, this was fun to do because what is it with gays and pop and like those random pop songs? I don't know. But here's my top five. Okay. Number five. Selfish by Asia Cruz. Oh, if y'all ain't heard this, it's a cute little bop. It came out, girl, let me see. This came out a hot minute ago. Selfish Asia Cruise. Girl, that's 2007. Oh, my God. I'm getting old. This came out in 2007. Oh, my God. I just graduated from elementary school in 2007. Yes, because I remember I was bumping this my freshman year. Oh, my God. Let's start by correct. In your tone, lower your finger, don't be coming at me. We're condescending to me. This is my song. Listen to that. Okay. Number uh four. <laughs> now, why it didn't make it to the radio, okay? If you are queer and black and watch Top Model, you know this damn song. Can't figure out why y'all said it's over. The club is back and about to flow over. And the ratio's good enough for us. Now, if you don't know, that was the lyrics to a song titled Shake Your Body by none other than Tyra Banks. <laughs> Baby, I don't care. That's my number four. Tyra Banks, Shake Your Body. I don't care what y'all say. Yeah, that song didn't go nowhere and it didn't do nothing. But that's my motherfucking song. I honestly, honestly, if Tyra released that now, that shit would be hot. Because the gays love that song. That was on season two, season two, season two of Top Model. She had filmed a music video and she taught them bitches that choreography and baby. And she made the music video. Go watch it on YouTube, y'all. The thing was, the song wasn't that bad. I think it was just like Tyra singing, cut it. I think people was just like, this is not, you, I don't know, but that's my song. She got body, body. Oh, my money, money, she my money, money, oh, my money, money. Once I get started, it's over. I can't control ya, show ya. That, that's a good song. Number three, a fantastic pop song. I'm sorry, I had to hit my pillow for that. A fantastic pop song. Gotta tell you by motherfucking Samantha Mumba. I believe she might be a UK girl. I just remember, I remember falling in love with this video. I don't know why, don't know how. But it's a video she got on this pink top and some jeans and she just walking through the city singing, dancing. My favorite, one of my favorite videos, I, oh, sorry, I just was like, oh, gay PJ, little gay PJ. 
love this song. Don't wanna love you if you don't love me. Don't wanna need you when you won't need me to. Don't wanna tell you this now, but it wouldn't be right if I didn't tell you this tonight. It's a great song. It's a little, little cute little bop. It, it is, it is, it is a great pop song. And I know she had an album. I know she was in a movie too. Yeah, that's a good little song. Number two, Baby Doll by Girlicious. Need that spin stack. Drop it like a Cadillac. Lean back, ring back, ring on my finger, yeah. And what I need ain't gotta be material. Wait, what's that part? Are you man enough to give me what I want? To shine it up and jump off, jump off, whoa. Oh, I love it. Girlicious, I don't know if y'all remember. Was it Pussycat? Yeah, the Pussycat Dolls had a TV show a long time ago. And it was called, what was the name of the show, though? For the next girl? I don't know what it was. But the Pussycat Dolls were searching for the next girl group. And they formed Girlicious. Now, Girlicious only lasted maybe a few years because they kicked tiffany out you know the black one which makes sense she said it was racist claims i believe her but they had this song and they said uh they had a whole album honestly but the only songs i truly remembered was this one and um everything she do is like me from her head to her feet like me it's a good ass song good ass song number one one of my favorites homie you a sidekick yep Get down on the floor, let me see it to the sidekick. Spin the bottle, work them hips. You get. It was a great song, a great song. I remember when did when did Natasha Sidekick come out? Natasha Sidekick. That song came out in two thousand and nine. Wow, it's just uh time. I remember, I don't know if y'all used to watch, but like when you used to get ready in the morning, MTV and VH1 used to play music videos in the morning. Baby, that's how I discovered a lot of my pop bops. That's how, that's how I knew I was like, mm, I think my music choice is a little questionable. Because <laughs> that's when I first saw the Don't You video. That's when I first saw, what's that? I see your lips moving, but I don't hear nothing. Everybody talking like they really. That's when I first saw that video. That's when I first saw the Girlicious video. That's when I, that's when I first saw the These Words by Natasha Bedingfield video. They used to play these videos in the morning and used to be crazy. Wow. Damn, they really don't do videos like that. You videos, uh, wow. But never mind. But Natasha Sidekick, it is just the ultimate little pop bop. It got a little dance to it too. You know, Google Sidekick by Natasha. That's my number one. Google Sidekick by Natasha and you'll see why. Such a cute little bop song. And the video, <laughs> it's so laughable. <laughs> oh, that video's so laughable. Oh my God, I love obscure pop. I love gayness. I love being gay. But that's it, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. As you know, you can catch me on all your podcasting platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. Not pop. No, podcast, not music. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. What else? iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, the Black Podcast app, which is created here in Chicago. What else am I on? You can find me on Dope Black Pods. Go to that website, a collection of great podcasts by dope black people. 
theblackpodcollective.com. You can go on there. You will find me on there along with a whole bunch of a lot of other great black podcasts. You can also, you know, follow me on Instagram, The Rewind Podcast, Twitter, The Rewind, Facebook, The Rewind, and go to www.therewindpodcast.com to learn more about the show, to donate, to learn about black businesses and organizations that I've highlighted. You know, come on down and just learn more about The Rewind, okay? Miss y'all already. Love you. Bye, bitches. <laughs>